Have you guys ever heard that Chinese uh, parable that um, one day, uh, sorry, one day um, uh, a farmer, his horse broke loose and ran off and people said, oh, what a bad fortune you have. And the farmer says, good fortune, bad fortune, who's to say? And then the horse returned, except it returned with a whole herd of wild horses. And they said, oh, what good fortune you have. And the farmer said, good fortune, bad fortune, who's to say? And then the farmer's uh, son was trying to break one of the wild horses, got thrown off and broke his leg. And people said, oh, what bad fortune you have. And the farmer said, good fortune, bad fortune, who's to say? So the farmer's son had his leg broken, couldn't do any work, except this army comes through and in, uh, tries, to, it tries to inscript all the young men for war. But they couldn't take the farmer's son because his leg was broken. And people said, good fortune, bad fortune. <laughs> so, I can keep going, but hopefully you got the point. And the point is, uh, I find it's a funny little parable, but it does fit the life of St. Vincent, uh, Vincent de Paul, because he was born incredibly poor, right? His father sells what he has because his kid is smart and um, uh, sells off what he has so he can get an education. So he does get an education and he's brilliant. Um, he actually completes all his education to become a priest at age 19. But, um, you know, canonically he can't get ordained. The youngest you can get ordained is age 24. So he has a couple years and lo and behold, he inherits, uh, somebody left him in his will and he inherits a little bit of money. So he goes to, uh, he plans to travel, I think, I forget, Paris or someplace for more education. He's in the boat, and the boat gets attacked by pirates. And then he is sold into slavery from Muslim traders. And three times he's sold. First time, I forget what it is, manual work. Second time, he's sold. Third time, he's sold to actually this guy who used to be a Franciscan priest, who, uh, when the... Uh, Muslims threatened him with death if he didn't convert, so he converted and then took two wives. And St. Vincent, when he was working in the fields, would be singing, and one of the wives was um, heard him singing, kind of entranced by it, and he actually ends up teaching the gospel to one of the wives, and the one of the wives goes to her husband and says, why didn't you tell me about this? You left this religion? And she came to believe in Christ. And so the Franciscan guy, he actually reconverts. And um, they escape um, Muslim control. And St. Vincent goes back to, I think, France. Um, so the point being is that anybody whose life has born poor, then pirates sold three times, and you kind of think, oh, my God, being sold into slavery would be the worst. But I don't know. He made converts there in <laughs> in slavery. Um, and then, you know, what he's most remembered for is caring for the poor and formation of the clergy. Um, now, St. Vincent de Paul, um, he didn't start that society. It started after him by his example. But I, I do like, like, 
wow, you think everything's going to be horrible, being born into poverty, but he's smart. But his, then he inherits something, but that throws him into slavery. And, but the odd part is good fortune, bad fortune. He does incredible with the will of God. Or, it sounds terrible, but, you know, we're reading Job. That was first reading. But Job is kind of like good fortune, bad fortune. He has everything. Then he loses everything. But remember, with the book of Job, it starts off with God and the devil getting this argument where God says, oh, did you see my boy Job? He is the holiest of all humans. He's not even Jewish. He's part of the pagans, but he's still the holiest human being. And the devil says, oh, let me torture him, and he'll turn on you. So God says, oh, he won't turn. So the devil tortures him. And I'll tell you the end of the story, but it'll ruin next week. Um, <laughs> actually, Job gets to meet God, but through all his suffering, Job, who was already holy, becomes more holy through all his suffering. So, yeah, everything the devil did didn't turn Job away from God. It brought him even closer to God. Good fortune, bad fortune, who's to say? Or the gospel, um, where Jesus, most Jews would avoid Samaritans because um, Samaritans hated Jews. So they'd always go around Jerusalem. Jesus goes right through it. Now, in doing that, that's the part that amazed me. He goes right through where people are going to hate him, and it doesn't stop him. Except the apostles, uh, they get so angry they want to use religion to kill other people. They want to call down fire from heaven because they were rejected that asked God to kill these people. But God, Christ, he doesn't rebuke the Samaritans for rejecting him. He rebukes his apostles for trying to use religion as a way of seeking revenge. Um, and the good news is that, yes, uh, they did reject Christ, but... If you read Acts, uh, Philip goes back to that place and converts him. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like bad news, but if you read Acts, ah, the Samaritans converted to Christianity. And the thing that most amazed me about this gospel is Jesus went straight to where people would reject him. But God allows us to reject him. I just think that's absolutely amazing. And I'll tell you why. Because I read this book uh, recently, and one of the lines just rang out to me is, um, one trait of narcissists is narcissists don't allow people to take advantage of them. Narcissists are always concerned that somebody's going to take advantage of them, misuse them, um, uh, reject them in some way. They always cut the person off beforehand. Now, I'm not saying that's only one trait, but then the author was talking about shades of narcissism, that if you do that, you have a shadow of narcissism in you. Of course, I was like, oh my God, I do that. <laughs> I do not like people to take advantage of. I think you're going to, I'll stop you. But think about this. Um, Jesus fully knew all the 12 would betray him, and it didn't stop him. Um, like, Jesus, the one thing you know People will betray you. The thing you don't know is how you'll react to when they do. That 
people will betray you, but that doesn't mean I have to reject them. Um, I can give them the chance. Jesus knows the Samaritans might reject him, but he still shows up. Like, I just love the fact that, wow, um, is not afraid to let people reject him. Um, so, good fortune, bad fortune. Maybe people rejecting you in this odd way. The Samaritans actually get converted just later by Philip. Maybe what you think is lost and rejection may actually turn out to be good fortune. So, like St. Vincent, who knows? Good fortune, bad fortune, who's to say? Like St. Vincent, and not the disciples in today's gospel, maybe if we just dedicate ourselves to God and prayer, even the bad fortune turns out to be to towards the benefit of all. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.